the British Broadcasting Corporation, in association with the Five Star Theater, proudly presents the Marx Brothers in Flywheel, Shyster, and Flywheel. <laughs> Flywheel, Miss Dimple speaking. No, Mr. Flywheel isn't in. He's in court trying your husband's case. Uh-huh. Oh, just a second. Here he is. Oh, Mr. Flywheel, it's a Mrs. Watson on the phone. Hello, Mrs. Watson, and how are you? That's fine. Your husband? Oh, yes, I meant to tell you. He got five years in prison. <laughs> but uh, don't worry, I've got a very pleasant surprise for you. I'm going to knock 10% off my bill. Don't mention it. Goodbye. Now, Miss Dimple, any mail this morning? Yes. There's a letter from the typewriter company. They say you haven't paid for it yet. Why should I pay for the typewriter? You're the one who uses it. <laughs> but Mr. Flywheel... Never mind. Take a letter to those cheap chiselers. Gentlemen, I never ordered that typewriter. If I did, you didn't send it. If you sent it, I never got it. And if I got it, I paid for it. <laughs> and if I didn't, I won't. Best regards. <laughs> Flywheel? Yes, love and kisses. But don't send them. They're for you. <laughs> and now take a letter to the Peerless Building Supply Company. Gentlemen, I refuse to accept a penny less than the $50 for the electrical fittings in my office. In case I do not hear from you, I shall conclude you do not wish to pay more than $12 for them. So in order to lose no time, I shall accept the $12. But Mr. Flywheel, you can't sell those fixtures. They belong to the landlord. Well, he ought to be glad. I'm only selling his fixtures so I can pay him his rent. <laughs> Say, tell that assistant of mine to wrap up the chandelier. Mr. Ravelli, he isn't in yet. Well, when he comes in, you better tell him to take out more fire insurance. Why? I'm going to fire him on Saturday. <laughs> Hello, Miss Stimp. Hello, boss. Ravelli, do you realize you're a half hour late? I couldn't help it. I fell down the whole flight of stairs. Well, does it take you a whole half hour to fall down one flight of stairs? <laughs> You don't expect me to believe that story, do you? All right, if you don't believe that story, I tell you another one. I came late because we had a little money trouble at our house. Money trouble, Mr. Ravelli? You? Yeah, my little brother. He swallowed a nickel. Really? What did you do? Well, next week's his birthday anyway, so I let him keep it. Well, stop jabbering and clean out my desk. I'm a clean out the desk yesterday. That's where I got the nickel. <laughs> Ravelli, I'm going into my private office, and when I come back, I don't want to catch you loafing. All right, if you don't want to catch me loafing, you better whistle before you come in. Come in. Uh, my name is Edgar T. Jones. I'd like to see Mr. Flywheel. He's in his office. Walk right in. Uh, thank you. Uh, uh... Well, sneeze or say hello, one of the two. <laughs> Uh, how do you do, Mr. Flywheel? Uh, a friend of mine told me you were a good lawyer. You just think he's a friend of yours. <laughs> Sit down. Have you got a couple of cigars? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Well, why don't you send out for some? If you've got a quarter, I'll go myself. Oh, no, no, Mr. Flywheel. 
What's the matter? Don't you trust me? Why, I'd like just to talk to you. I'm having trouble with my wife. You are? Well, I'm having trouble with my wife, too, but I don't go around bragging about it. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. But, Mr. Flywheel, I came to you for advice. Let me tell you a story. My wife is in love with two men. <laughs> Not a bad story. <laughs> The boys are repeating it all around the club. <laughs> now, let me tell you, um, there were two traveling salesmen named Pat and Mike. No, and... no, Mr. Flywheel, you don't understand. I came here looking for evidence against my wife. Well, why didn't you say so? Let me look at my law book. Uh, here we are. Here it is. Uh, the case of Emery T. Gribble against the Lehigh and Western Railroad. But, Mr. Flywheel, that's a railroad law book. Well, what's wrong with it? It's got 800 pages and it's as clean as a whistle. If I had a whistle, I'd show you. But I'm suing my wife. Is there any reason why I should have to buy another law book? <laughs> why don't you sue a railroad? A railroad's got more money than your wife. And besides, the railroad won't ask for alimony. Please, Mr. Flywheel, I don't want to argue. I'm tired and run down. Run down? Say, now we've got a case. Were you run down by a railroad? <laughs> Mr. Flywheel, you try my patience. I don't mind if I do. You must come over and try mine someday. <laughs> now, as I understand it, what you really want is someone to shadow your wife. I do? Why, certainly you do, and I've got just the man for you. My assistant, Emmanuel Ravelli. He looks like an idiot and talks like an idiot. But don't let that fool you. He really is an idiot. <laughs> you and Ravelli will have a lot in common. Uh, just let me give you the facts. I married my wife secretly. You married her secretly? You mean you haven't told her about it? Well, no wonder she runs around with other men. <laughs> Mr. Flywheel, we must get this divorce. I want your assistant to follow my wife. You do. One thing at a time now. Let's get the divorce first, and then we can all follow your wife. Please, please get your assistant. I want to give him a description of my wife. Oh, very well, Mr. Jones, if that's the way you feel about it. Ravelli! Ravelli! Miss Dimple, will you wake Ravelli? Miss Dimple? Mr. Jones, will you wake up Miss Dimple and leave a call for me at nine? You calling Ravelli? See here, I don't like your sleeping on the company's time. I don't like sleeping on it either. Why you no buy me a bed? Ravelli, I want you to meet Mr. Jones. All right, where should I meet him? Mr. Ravelli, I'm very happy to make your acquaintance at last. Hey, what's he talking about? He means he's very happy to know you, but he's probably crazy. Mr. Ravelli, I've just been telling your boss that, much as I regret to say it, my wife is not all that she should be. She's going around with other men. Hey, that's a fine. Hey, you think she like a me? Well, I can see that you two boys have a lot to talk over. Besides that, I have a director's meeting across the street in the pool room. So if you'll excuse me, I'll scram. Pool room, Mr. Flywheel. It strikes me that things aren't done in a very businesslike way around here. In the middle of a conference, you go out and play pool. Well, we tried holding directors' meetings in here, but we couldn't get the pool tables in. <laughs> Good day, gentlemen. <sighs> well, Mr. Ravelli, as long as you're going to trail my wife, I think I ought to describe her to you. She's of medium height. Uh, is that a short medium or a tall medium? Uh, never mind. I've got a photograph of my wife with me. There you are. Hey, that's a fine. I'll take a dozen. I'm not selling them. You mean I get it for nothing? Of course. All right, then I'll take two dozen. Oh. <laughs> one picture ought to be enough for the present. Now, there is one man my wife has been paying particular attention to. I'm counting on you to find out who he is. Can you do it? Sure, you'll leave him to me. I find out who the man was with your wife. 
And I find out quick. Really? How are you going to do it? Well, first, I put on a disguise. Yes. Then I get a bloodhound. Yes. Then I go to your house. Yes. Then I ask your wife. <laughs> so, uh, then, gentlemen, it's the decision of the board that should I miss this next shot, I'm in for 50 clams to the orangutan on my right. Well, it was close. But to show you I'm a man who honors his debts, I'll give you my personal note for 30 days. And if it isn't paid by then, you can keep the note. Meeting adjourned. Oh, Mr. Flywheel, I was told I might find you here. Permit me to introduce myself. I'm Bertram T. Bardwell. You've probably heard about my work amongst the poor and needy. Mr. Bardwell, you've come to the right man. First, I need $50, and then I need... Uh, is there somewhere more appropriate where we can talk? Not that I can think of, but we could always use my office across the street. Mind you, if I'd known we were going to have company, I'd have made the rats clean their traps. Flywheel Shies to Flywheel, Miss Dimple speaking. Yes, Miss... No, no, he's... Out. If you say so, but... Yes, I'll pass that on. Goodbye. Who was that, Miss Dimple? The manager of the pool hall. He said you left without paying for the window you broke, and he'll see you in court. In court? Somebody call me a lawyer. You're a lawyer. <laughs> Pick a man when he's down there, Ravelli. Shame on you. Uh, Mr. Flywheel, my organization is about to wage an intensive fight against crime in this city. And after your thrilling address to the jury this morning sent that criminal to jail, I thought, there's our man. My speech sent him to prison? That's a good one on the jury. I was defending the guy. <laughs> we formed a committee determined to rid the city of public enemy number one. What's Ravelli got to do with this? Uh, no, no. Big Joe Crookley. Although Crookley himself is in hiding, he has crime organized like a big business. In fact, some of his gangsters have an office only two doors from this very building. Bardwell, I'm indeed your man. There isn't room enough in this town for gangsters and me, Waldorf T. Flywheel. However, I hear they're putting up a big hotel in the spring. Boss, you leave it to me. Ravelli's a plenty smart. I go next door and tell them gangsters to move. An excellent idea, Ravelli, if only because you may never come back. Wait a minute, you've got your hat on backwards. Well, I don't know which way I'm going yet. Oh, Mr. Flywheel, I can see you're a man of action. Sometime later, I'd like to interest you in our charity work, too. Charity work? Hmm. Oh, well, I'm not the kind of fellow who likes to talk about his good deeds, but um, it may interest you to know that I've been sending some pretty large-sized checks to various charities, and uh, not even the charities know that the money came from me. It, it... Surely they could tell by the name on the checks. No, that's how modest I am. I never even signed them. What? Why, Mr. Flywheel, somebody just threw a brick through a window. I know. Oh, if only it had been Ravelli going the other way. There's a message wrapped around it. If it's from the Acme Brick Company, tell them we've already got one. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'll read it. It says, oh, oh, good heavens. It's from Crookley's Gangsters. They've kidnapped Mr. Ravelli for meddling in their affairs. Kidnapped him? Yes. Listen to this. Unless you send us $10,000, we will kill Emmanuel Ravelli. Oh, they're going to kill him, Flywheel. We must do something. Miss Dimple, take a letter to Big Joe Crookley. Dear Joe, receive yours of the fifth inst, in which you state that unless I send 10000 you will kill Ravelli. I haven't got the money, but the proposition sounds very attractive. Send further detail. 
Open the door. It's me, Crookley. Then give the secret knock. <laughs> oh, sorry, Chief. I was scared it was the cops. Oh, you don't have to be scared. The cops only know about the office where you snapped them. Say, where is that fellow, Ravelli? Inside, eating. That's all he's been doing since we grabbed him a week ago. Is that lawyer flywheel coming through with the ten grand? I think so. He's on his way over here now. Say, what if he brings the cops? Ah, don't worry. He won't go shooting his mouth off. I told flywheel what's good for him. And now I think I'll have a little talk with Ravelli. Mm. Ah. Hey, Mr. Crookley, sit down. I'll offer you a piece of pie, but it's the last piece. What do you mean? There's four pieces left. Yeah, but the piece I'm offering you, I'm going to eat last. <laughs> now, look here, mug. I say, look here, we've been treating you pretty nice, but if Flywheel don't get here with the 10,000 bucks, then you ain't going to live very long. Hey, you crazy. I feel a fine. I think I eat some pie. Huh? Who is it? I think it's that flywheel fella. Flywheel, don't let him in until I hide the pie. Excuse me, but did anyone here lose a brick? Well, flywheel, I want... Wanna... the formalities. When are you going to kill Ravelli? Hey, boss, is that what they're going to do? Don't worry, Ravelli, I fixed everything. I've written a farewell note to your wife, and I've sent flowers to your sweetheart. I've also arranged for a nice, quiet little funeral. There'll be eight carriages for your family and a motorcycle for your friends. <laughs> Stolen flywheel. Did you raise that money? Oh, I raised the money, all right, but unfortunately, I had to spend it on Ravelli's funeral. Oh, look here. This boy's been eating us out of house and hideaway. Forget the ten grand. Uh, you give me $5,000, and Ravelli can leave here. Sure, I like it to live here. It's a nice house to live in. Well, that's got to be worth another two grand off the price. All right, I'll make it three thousand. That's talking crookly. Now, if you'll make it two thousand, I'll make it one thousand. Listen, you guys, I'm going to give you exactly five minutes to make up your minds. Either you fork over the dough, or it's curtains for both ears. Get me? Now start thinking. Wash, we're in a tight fix. What are we going to do? First, Ravelli, I think I'll have a piece of this pie. And take a piece for yourself. Thanks, boss, but I'm full. Well, put some in your pocket. They're full, too. <laughs> Ravelli, I've got to give this a lot of thought. Hey, boss, I got an idea. Be quiet. I can't hear myself talk. That's all right. You ain't missing nothing. <laughs> Say, it's getting cold in this room. It is kind of chilly. See what the thermometer says. Ah, you can't believe that thermometer. One day it's a 60, next day it's a 65. <laughs> well, it should be kept at 70. Oh, I can fix that easy. I just light a match under it. Watch. Ravelli, be careful of those drapes. Yeah, those are the ones. Oh, Crutley. You wouldn't have a telephone I could use, would you? Huh, and let you call the cops, I suppose. Not at all. I just wanted to call the fire department. Quickly, I don't want to seem like an old gossip, but your house is on fire. <laughs> What's that? Hey, what have you been up to in here? Dark, slim, quick, bring some water. You can make mine ginger ale. And I'll take some pie. Say, Crookley, why don't you call the fire department? I know all the boys at Hook and Ladder 78 and tell them to bring along a deck of pinochle cards. Nothing doing. I don't want no cops or firemen snooping around here. He's right, boss. There's no use calling the fire department. The place is already on fire. 
Guthrie, it's the fire department. Cops, too. Better duck out of here. Don't worry. The cops around here won't recognize me. So no cracks about me being Big Joe Crookly, if you know what's good for his flywheel. Count on me, Crookly. I'll see your name isn't mentioned. Oh, officer, officer. Yeah, what is it? I want you to meet Emmanuel Ravelli, the fellow who started the fire. Ah, uh, it's uh, nothing, really. <laughs> oh, and before I forget it, when you report this fire, don't mention Joe Crookley's name because there's a warrant out for his arrest. Why, you dirty... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, by way of a short musical diversion, we would like to present the noted tenor, Rudolfo Laspari, who will be singing one of the hits of the day, accompanied by Signor Emmanuel Ravelli at the Piano Forte. I have to stay here, but there's no reason you shouldn't tune into another station. Sing it right. Well, you take a crack at it. Out of the way, Lewis Barry. <laughs> okay, Ravelli, the floor is yours. But remember, the carpet is ours. Everyone says I love you. The great big mosquito when he sting you. The fly when he gets stuck on the fly paper too says I love you. Every time the cow says moo, she's making the bull be very happy too. And the rooster when they holler cock a dooly dooly doo says I love you. Christopher Colombo, he write the Queen of Spain a very nice little note. And he's a right I love you maybe. And then he get himself a great big boat. He's a wiser guy. <laughs> Colombo too, when he's coming here in 1492. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye, a municipal court. 
court is now in session. Yeah, what's the next case, clerk? It's the case of... Yes, yes, just tell me, can't you? It's the preliminary hearing, Your Honor, in the case of Joseph Big Joe Crookley, charged with the kidnapping of Emmanuel Ravelli. Uh, proceed with the hearing. Uh, Your Honor, please, one moment. Uh, wh- what is it, Mr. Bardwell? Uh, Your Honor, my organization regards this case as tremendously significant and wants to commend Mr. Flywheel here for his noble, nay, fearless, nay... Whoa, boy. ...public-spirited activities in bringing that arch-enemy of the people, Joe Crookley, to justice. Uh, Thanks, folks. Uh, I've waited and struggled a long time for this honor. Why, I began life as a barefoot boy. Astronauting boss, when I was born, I was barefoot all over. Gentlemen, the court wants this case to proceed. Very well, Your Honor. If you and Ravelli will keep your traps shut, I'll proceed. As I was about to say, before the judge horned in, when I was a wee bit of a tot, I was left an orphan. You was left an orphan? What did you do with it? Flywheel, proceed with the case. If Your Honor pleases, I will conduct the prosecution on behalf of the state attorney's office. Very well. Uh, Joseph Crookley, uh, where is your attorney? Judge, I offered to pay plenty, but I couldn't get a lawyer in this town with nerve enough to take my case. I even offered to pay as high as 5,000 bucks. Just a minute, Your Honor. I'm talking now. Not as Flywheel the lawyer, but as Flywheel the man. The defender of human rights. In a court of justice, Your Honor, every man has certain inalienable rights. Every man has a right to the advice and counsel of a lawyer, especially if he has $5,000. <laughs> Quickly, I'll take your case. Trot out the 5,000 clans. Uh, Mr. Flywheel, the court was under the impression that you were going to prosecute Crookley. Oh, you too. Well, on with the case. The first witness for the defense is Emmanuel Ravelli. Mr. Flywheel, you can't call Ravelli for the defense. He's the man who says he was kidnapped. Oh, so that's the story he was spreading. Well, he's a liar. Hey, what do you mean calling me a liar? You're a liar? I didn't call you a liar. You see, Your Honor, he wouldn't tell the truth under oath. Ravelli, get up on that stand and take the oath. Okay, boss. Emmanuel Ravelli, do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Hey, you want me to lose my job? <laughs> Emmanuel Ravelli, when were you born? I wasn't born. I had a stepmother. Come, come, Ravelli. Tell the court your birthday. What do you want to know for, George? You ain't going to buy me nothing. He's right, Your Honor. You haven't bought a thing since you bought your place on the bench. Uh, see here, Mr. Flywheel. The court considers that remark most unnecessary and vicious. Hey, George, that's what I got for my birthday. I got a telegram with very best vicious. <laughs> Some joke, eh, boss? Mr. Ravelli, will you kindly state your age? Sure, George, I'm just a 28. 28? Why, you said you were 28 when you appeared here in court two years ago. Well, when Ravelli says something in court, he sticks to it. <laughs> there you are, Your Honor. I guess that'll hold you for a while. Mr. Flywheel, have you any other witnesses? I don't think this one is intelligent enough to understand court proceedings. Did you hear that, Ravelli? Your Honor, just to show you what a fool you're making of yourself, I'm going to give my witness an intelligence test. Uh, what? An intelligence... Oh, never mind. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> just answer the questions. Ravelli, what's the first letter of the alphabet? Uh, give me a hint. Ravelli, is that question so hard for you? No, the question's easy, but the answer's hard. <laughs> All right, I'll try on another one. Where was the Declaration of Independence signed? At the bottom. Right. <laughs> 
The court cannot help but regard all this as irrelevant and immaterial. Mr. Flywheel, the prosecution hasn't been heard from yet. Do you expect to talk for much longer? Certainly. The longer I talk, the longer my client stays out of jail. Your Honor, Joe Crookley is really a fine boy at heart. He's very good to his family. He never goes home. <laughs> why, for a whole year, he didn't talk to his wife. And why? Because he didn't want to interrupt her. Yeah, I detect a few married people out there. <laughs> Your Honor, I demand a habeas corpus. A habeas corpus? You needn't be embarrassed. I don't know what it means either. <laughs> Mr. Flywheel, you've wasted enough of the court's time. As the state attorney's office had only Emmanuel Ravelli as a witness, they no longer have a case. I have no choice but to drop the charges and release the defendant. Crookley, you may go. Oh, gee, thanks, Judge. Uh, so long there, flywheel. <laughs> Judge, he's left the courtroom. Bring him back. Stop me. Yeah, bring back quickly. Uh, what for? My $5,000. But there's something far worse about this, Sharona. A double blow has been dealt the scales of poetic justice this day. Whatever do you mean, Mr. Flywheel? Ravel is still alive. <laughs> Law officer supply wheel tries to flywheel. Miss Dimple speaking. No, I'm sorry, Mr. Flywheel's still in mourning. Yes, he knows Mr. Ravelli's not dead. That's why he's still in mourning. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, flat busted again, Ravelli. And it's all thanks to you. Ah, uh, what do you complain about? You still got a one client? I know, Ravelli, it's me. I'm suing you for loss of income. The entire $5,050. Hey, it's only $5,000 you lost. Yeah, plus the 50 I had on myself not to win a case this year. Uh, don't worry, we still got a Mr. Jones. He paid plenty for what I found out about his wife. Ravelli, do you mean to tell me you've actually done some work since you've been in this office? Oh, no, that's okay. I do it on my day off. Uh, at last I find you here, Mr. Flywheel. For the last two weeks, I've been trying to find out if your assistant has uncovered any evidence against my wife. I have yet to receive an answer. You must let me know how you do that sometime. I can't get him to shut up. Oh, this is getting me nowhere. Mr. Ravelli, have you been trailing my wife? Sure, I trail your wife. Just like a bloodhound. Hey, you remember when you gave me that picture of your wife? Yes. Well, I start right out. Just like a bloodhound, I tell you. And in one hour, even less than one hour, yes. I lose at the pitch. There you are, Jones. You did all that in only one hour. So at an hourly rate of, uh, say, $100 an hour, plus another hour to find it again... That's $200 you owe us. Uh, then, Ravelli, you didn't shadow my wife. Sure, I shadow her all day. What day was that? Shadow day. <laughs> I went right to your house. What did you find out? I find your wife out. Then you wasted the entire two weeks. Oh, no. I trail your wife. One day I go to the ball game, but she fool me. She no show up. <laughs> Tuesday she go to the ball game, but I fool her. I no show up. <laughs> Wednesday was a doubleheader. We both know show up. <laughs> Thursday, it rain all day. There's a no ball game, so I go fishing. And what's that got to do with my wife? Well, I know catch of the fish, but I catch of your wife. You caught my wife with a man? Sure. Who was he? Well, I don't like to say. I insist you tell the man's name. Listen, Jones, my assistant isn't the type of fellow who'd bandy a man's good name in public. But as it's just the three of us, Ravelli, spill the veins. All right, all right. You make me tell, I tell. Mr. Jones, the man with your wife was my boss, Mr. Flywheel. What? 
This is an outrage. My attorney going out with my wife. What, what, what do you mean, outrage? Don't you think I'm good enough for her? I'm going to get a new attorney, and you're not going to get one cent of my money. Hmm. I suppose you think we can't get a new client. Well, we can't, but it's none of your business. Oh, good day. Ravelli, that was fine work. You can have the rest of the year off, and if you never come back, I'll give you a bonus. All right. I take it. <laughs> been listening to Flywheels, Tyster, and Flywheels, with Michael Roberts as Groucho Marx as Waldorf T. Flywheel, and Frank Lazarus as Chico Marx as Emmanuel Ravelli. Also starring Lorelei King, Graham Hoadley, and Kerry Shale. The music was arranged and conducted by David Perman. The script was written by Nat Perrin and Arthur Sheetman, and was adapted by Mark Brissenden. The producer was Dirk Mag. Thank <laughs> you.